0: The whole theme this morning has been about Jesus being the King of Kings. Now, what an incredible title. In fact, one of the first times we see this title used is an incredibly prominent time in biblical history. Up until this point, we have seen just about 40-something kings from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Here's the thing about every king. Every king had a different personality. Some kings will build a kingdom just for themselves. Others will build a kingdom based off of their jealousy or entitlement. You have kings who were great and kings that were for the people. Some kings, like King David, started off with a pure heart, ended up falling into sin, ended up experiencing brokenness. All throughout humanity, the people were hungry for a king. The people were hungry to be led. The people had a void in their spirit, and they were hungry for something more. And then here comes an incredibly prominent time in history. They were waiting for this Messiah. They were waiting for this King. Now I want you to listen to Matthew chapter 2, when Jesus is called the King. Matthew chapter 2 says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. So I want you to see in two verses very quickly, there are two, t- two kings that we're speaking of. First, King Herod. King Herod was the king of this time, but he was an interesting king because he called himself Herod the Great. It would almost be like uh, if a basketball player called himself King James. <laughs> when there's only one goat, Michael Jordan. In this instance... You know what's really sad is y'all cheered louder for that than you did for the Bible when I read it earlier. (laughs) So in this instance, King Herod is saying, hey, I am the greatest of all time. I am the goat. I am Herod the Great. He was self-proclaimed. The difference about this king is he was an incredibly jealous king and an easily threatened king. He was an insecure man. He was so insecure that anytime anybody entered his kingdom, he would keep people out. He would push them out if they were a threat to his kingdom. For example, um, one day he was eating dinner and he heard some of his workers whispering in the corner of the room. He was so insecure and he thought they were whispering about him, so he had them killed. Another crazy thing is his own son began to rise up in the ranks and everyone was beginning to say like, hey, Herod the Great is good, but his son is going to be better. He started to hear these people and he got so insecure by his own son that he killed his own son. See, this man was an insecure man who saw this kingdom as something that benefited him. He was keeping people out and would keep people out who would be a threat to him. Then you see another king in this text in two verses. This is the one they call king of the Jews. And I want to tell you something about this king. This is King Jesus. He was different from our other kings in many aspects, but here is one way he was different. I want you just to listen to Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Now listen to this. This is what set Jesus apart. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, listen to this, that will be for all people. See, King Herod kept people out. King Jesus brought people in. King Herod only chose specific people. King Jesus says in Scripture, I'm here for all people interesting thing about Jesus is you see the three wise men who are very uh, intellectual and very wealthy come and worship Jesus. You also see when Jesus was born the shepherds were there. What does that say about Jesus? That he came to serve and to die for the lowest of low, the shepherds, and the highest of high, the magi, that Jesus gave his life for all people and no matter how much in need, or in how much, no matter how much in great abundance, he made it clear that all people needed King Jesus. And you may ask, why do people need King Jesus? What sets Jesus apart from different kings? So after they say the good news for all people, verse 11 says this, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Savior from what? See, humanity was infected with something called Sin that created distance between them and God. It's almost as if if you have someone today that you have relational conflict with, you understand that tension. There is tension there until there's reconciliation. See, we cannot reconcile back to God unless we place our faith in Jesus Christ. He is the great reconciler. So why, why is this good news? Because the Savior saved us from sin, saved us from ourselves— that we could not earn our way back to the Father, back to God, that it's through Jesus only. And here is one of the most dangerous lies you can believe today, that you are not good enough to receive Jesus, that you are not clean enough to receive Jesus, that you are not valued enough to receive Jesus. Because what Jesus did on the cross and gave his life for you, gave you all the value you need. And thank God that salvation is not based off of how you live your life. That salvation is based off of how he lived his life. So, why is this so good for these people? Well, listen, he says this the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. Listen to this sign, and then I'm done. I'm wrapping up. Verse 12 says, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped, listen to this, in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Why is this important? You may wonder, what did they swaddle baby Jesus with when he was born? During this time when people would travel, they would travel with strips of linen, strips of clean cloth. The reason why is because when they would come across a dead body during their traveling, maybe somebody passed away, they could not touch with their physical hands a dead body because it would contaminate them. So what they would do, just in case they saw someone pass away in their family, or sometimes children would pass away during childbirth during this time, they would get linen that was prepared for those who would die, and they would wrap the dead body with it. When Jesus was born, they had nothing to wrap him with but the linen that they would wrap dead people with. You may ask, what is the significance behind Jesus being wrapped in this swaddle material that was prepared for people who would pass away? When Jesus was born, the king was born, he was wrapped in this linen that gave a foreshadow that he came to die for humanity. What's even more amazing about that? What makes him different from the other kings? The difference is the other 40-something kings in Scripture never rose again. The other 40-something kings in Scripture are still in the grave. In fact, every other God or claim to be God is still in the grave. This is the only God, the only king that has defeated death. Now listen to when he defeated death, what was left behind. What makes him king and what sets him apart? That he was Savior, that he was born, that he was sinless, that he was born of a virgin sets us apart. Then John 20, and I am done. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running. They heard that Jesus resurrected. They're running to the tomb where he was buried. But the other disciple outran outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen. Jesus born, wrapped in the burial strips of linen. Jesus died, wrapped in the burial strips of linen. Jesus resurrected the burial strips of linen left behind to prove that he has defeated death. Why is that good news for you today? Here's my plea to you today. I am grateful that you have come this morning. I am grateful, but I have to share before you leave. That there's only one way back to the Father, and that's through Jesus. There's only one way to find peace, and his name is King Jesus. And he has done the hard work. He has died on the cross. And because King Jesus, you can have forgiveness, you can have life, you can have peace. As Scripture says, he is the Savior. This morning, I don't know where you are with King Jesus. But here's what I would urge you to do. When these people had kings, what they would do is they knew the king had so much power. When they got before the king, they would bow before the king and listen to the king in humility. They would bow because they knew that king had so much power. You understand King Jesus, God in the flesh, is the creator of the universe. He has all authority. He has all sovereignty. He has all power. And what scripture says that one day, every single knee will bow before the king. So my encouragement to you this morning bow now or bow later but one day we'll all bow bow now or bow later i want you to close your eyes and bow your head i want you to close your eyes and bow your head if you are here today and you've never surrendered your life to jesus christ it is submitting yourself before the king letting him take full authority of your life understanding that you are not perfect and you are a sinner for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god And that Jesus is the gift to have eternal life. I'm going to ask you this morning in this room, if you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, and this morning you're saying, I recognize I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I need forgiveness. There's no magical prayer that's going to save you. It's placing your faith in Jesus Christ. Trusting that he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. If that is you this morning, say, I want to trust Jesus. All eyes closed and heads bowed. We just raise your hand all across this room. Say, I want to surrender. I submit. I surrender this morning to King Jesus. I've never surrendered to Jesus. I submit. Praise God. Thank you for your honesty. Pra- thank you for your humility. Praise God. Praise God. Their hands going up all across the room. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray over you, and we're going to continue the service. Father, we thank you that we can celebrate today. And that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We submit to you, Father. We submit to you as our Savior. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.